writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to have a co-worker of mine on, Curtis Guzman, and we're going to help you get ready for week one of the fantasy playoffs. Yes, we're in the first week of fantasy playoffs in most formats, and Curtis and I are going to help you get ready for the big games. We're going to answer your questions. We're going to take questions from our listeners, emails, and tweets, and I'm going to answer those questions for you. Curtis and I are going to do that. And we're also going to tell you some of our hot, cold, and sleeper plays for this week of the fantasy season. But before I get to that, just because your fantasy season might be over, you can still play fantasy football here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports, getting a daily game today. We have all sorts of prize points, different formats to play. Just go to rtsports.com and click on the daily link to sign up for a game today. You can go to rtsports.com and click on daily. Your fantasy season doesn't have to end just because your regular fantasy season is over. You can keep playing a daily game at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Again, just go to rtsports.com and click on the daily link. And now, here's my interview with Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. And I'm joined now by Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports once again. Curtis, thanks so much for being with me on the podcast again. Always a pleasure. Yeah, Curtis and I, we're going to help you get ready for this first week of the fantasy playoffs. We're going to, once again, like last week, answer some questions that we get from our listeners and our readers on the site. So we're going to do that. But before we do that, I want to talk about uh, the plays of the week, maybe some hot, cold, and sleeper plays for week 15 here. So this is the first week of the playoffs. It's very important for all these fantasy owners out here. Curtis, how about a couple hot players for this week that, you want in your lineup for sure. Yeah, two that come to mind. Uh, first one would be Cowboys wide receiver Des Bryant. Been a little up and down all season, uh, but as of late, he's kind of been flashing more of that big playability. At least 60 yards in this past two games and a touchdown in each. So, not a bad matchup this week at Oakland. Uh, they were 20th against opposing wide receivers, so that's been a pretty friendly matchup overall. And then uh, Ravens running back Alex Collins. Proved me wrong last week against the Steelers. I think I had him on my list of cold plays, but he, he did really good then and has at least 15 carries in each of his past four games with five touchdowns in that span. So uh, keep rolling with Alex Collins as well. I think he's probably a high-end number running back number two in my book. Yeah, I actually had Collins on my uh, hot list as well for this week on the site and my lineup prep article. And in that same Ravens-Steelers game, I got burnt as well. I know you just owned up to it, but I believe I said Ben Roethlisberger was a cold play last week, and that was obviously wrong. Ravens had not allowed a 300-yard passer all season, but Big Ben managed to throw for 500 yards last week, proving me wrong that he was definitely a hot play. But here's a couple of my hot plays uh, for Week 15. I like Kenyon Drake a lot. He's another guy that's been very hot for fancy teams of late. He has two straight 100-yard gains. He had 193 total yards last week against New England, and he's sixth in fantasy scoring his last three games, so he's playing very well. He gets a Buffalo team that's very good against the pass, but they struggle to stop the run. Bills are just 27th overall against the run, and they allow 123.7 rushing yards per game. Also, another hot play for me is Philip Rivers of the Chargers. I love Philip Rivers for this week. He's another player red hot right now. Three straight 300-yard games. He's fourth overall in fantasy quarterback scoring his last three games. He has multiple scores, four or five. So I think he's going to have another big week this week against the Chiefs. They allow the fifth most most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I think Rivers is a great play. That Chargers offense is rolling right now, and I like them a lot in week 15. So I said some 
hot plays. Curtis, how about a couple cold plays, some guys you're considering benching for Week 15? Yeah, the first one I'm pretty disappointed about because I hung on to him with some higher hopes, but uh, Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard uh, with Eli returning. I was hoping he would do a little better last week, but he was held at only two catches for 16 yards. Uh, still seems a little bothered by a hamstring injury. Uh, news came out that he was limited today in practice, so uh, tough matchup, too, against Philly. They're the fourth overall best defense against fantasy opponents, so um, probably wary of Shepard. not going to start him in most of my leagues, and then uh, Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb. I think some people could consider starting him. Obviously, with the news that Aaron Rodgers is returning, you know, it is a good matchup on paper against Carolina. But you know, I think the main, main benefactors in Rodgers' return is going to be Jordan Nelson and Devontae Adams. Like Cobb's probably going to improve slightly, but I don't think enough to make a difference, at least a large difference for fantasy teams. I have a Packer on my cold list as well, Curtis. I have Jamal Williams. I know he's been playing great lately. He has 95 or more, more total yards, four straight games. He's the clear lead back for Green Bay right now. He's scoring a lot of fantasy points. But I'm worried about him with the return of Aaron Rodgers. I think this clouds things for Williams a little bit. I think the Packers could be more pass-heavy. They did not run the ball nearly at all early in the season where Rodgers was throwing and healthy. So that worries me. It also worries me that Williams plays Carolina. They're third against the rush and allowed the six fewest fantasy points to running backs on the season. So I would not be surprised at all if Williams cools off in week 15 for fantasy teams. Another guy who's on my cold list, a big superstar player, is A.J. Green. He makes my cold list for this week. I'm a little worried about him. He's been just okay in recent weeks. He has fewer than 80 yards, four straight games, and less than 73 of those games. So his numbers have been just pretty mediocre right now, and he gets to face a Minnesota team that's been great against the pass. They're fifth overall allowed just 205 passing yards per game. Andy Dalton did not look good last week for Cincinnati despite a decent matchup. So I'm really worried about A.J. Green. It's hard to bench him, but if you have, you know, some viable options to use this week in week 15, I would really consider them and put Green on my bench. Now for a couple of sleeper plays, Curtis. Any guys that maybe might be flying under the radar a little bit you think could be some good fantasy plays for this first week of the playoffs? Yeah, so guy has been flying under the radar and maybe underperformed a little bit all season, but definitely made a appearance last week is uh, Panthers running back Jonathan Stewart. He's coming off a big three-touchdown performance against a pretty tough Vikings defense. Uh, you know, I think the main thing there was with center Ryan Khalil returning for the Panthers offensive line. I gave him a big boost. Uh, he's also had a touchdown in weeks 12 and 13 as well, though, so it's not just last week. You know, he's on a nice little three-game stretch. Uh, and he has a pretty favorable matchup against uh, the Packers this week. So, you know, if I'm looking at Jonathan Stewart, you know, I'm thinking, okay, decent matchup, and what should a focal point of Carolina's offense be? It's probably ball control and keeping Aaron Rodgers off the field. So I like Panthers running back Jonathan Stewart, at least as a flex play. I also like Browns running back Duke Johnson. Uh, Since the Ravens, they've allowed the fifth most uh, points to running backs in the past three weeks. Uh, Duke Johnson did have one bad game recently, but overall in his past four out of five games, he's had double-digit fantasy points. So it's been pretty valuable overall this season. Um, maybe a lot of fantasy owners might not be paying attention, but he's number 14 overall in running back. So uh, especially in PPR leagues with the works he gets in the passing game, I think he's a, a nice sleeper play. You mentioned Jonathan Stewart first. He's another guy that made my sleeper list on my lineup prep column for this week. I do like him as a sleeper. Like you said, he's been scoring some – 
touchdowns lately. He had a huge game last week, so that's a good call on him. I'll give you a couple different ones, though. How about Keelan Cole of Jacksonville? Cole, he's been a little bit of a surprise, not getting a ton of weekly targets. But he's making the most of them. He has touchdowns two straight games, and he has at least two receptions seven straight games. So he's getting some work, not a ton, but he's really a, a big-time, big-play threat in this offense. So I like his chances this week to stretch the field, maybe make a big play or two against the Texans. They're just 26 overall against the pass. Cole's worth a look, look for me as a number three in this matchup. And I'll give you a running back like you gave us, Curtis. I'll say Mike Davis of Seattle for a sleeper play. Davis, he's, he's become the number one back for Seattle last couple weeks. He's been getting a lot of work. He has 31 carries his last two games. And a respectable at least 64 rushing yards in each of those games. Numbers aren't off the charts by, by any means, but he's getting work. And he should be involved in a high-scoring game against the Rams. I think this could be a shootout, which bodes well for Davis. He could find the end zone for the first time for Seattle this season. I think he'll do well in this matchup. The Rams have struggled to stop the rush all year. They allow the most fantasy points to running backs on the season. So that's a very good sign for Davis. I think he'll do well in this matchup. And he should get some consideration as a low-end number two or flex play for fantasy teams. So like last week, Curtis, took some questions, some emails from our uh, readers on the site, as well as our listeners, sent us a lot of emails. I, I've gotten a lot this week. I already answered a lot of questions. I'm more than happy to do that. Just just send them to me at jeff at rtsports.com. You can email me, and I, I, most of the time I will get to them, or you can follow me on Twitter. I answer on there as well. It's at Jeff Power, P-A-U-R. That's how you can follow me on Twitter, and I'll answer questions there as well. So without further ado, I'll get to the questions. Our first one's from David Curtis. It says, I lost Carson Wentz in one week one of my playoffs. I have Marcus Mariota and Jacoby Brissett on my bench. Should I pick up Nick Foles or Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, this one was tough for me. Uh, Garoppolo is definitely intriguing. The thing that concerns me is he has uh, the hardest schedule between all four of the quarterbacks that um, they have mentioned. So uh, that's a concern. Um, I'm, I'm maybe leaning towards Foles in this case. Foles has the easiest schedule, actually, out of all four of them. And so uh, maybe prop Mariota, pick up Nick Foles. You know, I don't, I don't expect Foles to match Carson Wentz by any means, but I also don't expect the Eagles offense to take a drastic step backwards. I mean, they still have a lot of weapons that Foles can work with. Looked okay in the short time filling in last week. So, um, you know, hopefully with the full week of practice, knowing that he's the number one guy, he can at least kind of keep it going. Yeah, I think it's between Foles and Garoppolo for me in this one. Foles is a good streaming option, like you said. Good matchup for this week, but I would probably lean, for me, I would lean towards Garoppolo. I just like his big game potential a little more, and I trust him more in that pass-first offense. I think the Eagles could be a little run more than they were in the past since Foles is starting. They have that three-headed monster at running back that's done pretty well. So I think they might lean on the run a little more. I think Garoppolo is a little, little, little more big game potential in my view. But, again, I don't think you can go wrong with either Foles or Garoppolo as your choices uh, for David in this for this question for him. Next question, we have it from KP. KP says, I have tough choices to make this week as Mike Evans is seriously underperforming. I have some options with good matchups. Among Evans, D.D. Westbrook, Cooper Cup, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquise Goodwin, and Devontae Parker, which two would you recommend? I did not play Cup last week, which hurt. But with Woods back this week, I am weary of playing him. So, Curtis, what two receivers are you choosing out of that good group? for KP. 
Yeah, it's a pretty decent group. Uh, for me, I, I do kind of immediately eliminate Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker. Uh, Smith-Schuster is just a little too hot and cold for me personally. Uh, when, you know, the Steelers' offense is clearly centered around Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. And Parker has been struggling as of late. He has eight or less fantasy points in this past four games. So eliminate those guys. Uh, for me personally, I'm probably leaning with Jags wide receiver D.D. Westbrook. He's been hot as of late, 10 or more fantasy points in the past three games. No, he's never going to see double teams likely with uh, Leonard Fournette in the backfield. And the Jags and Blake Bortles in particular are just playing really confident right now. Big one against Seattle, and hopefully they can keep that momentum going. So I pick uh, Westbrook first, and then probably second, I'll lean on Goodwin. Uh, pretty decent matchup this week against Tennessee. It gets a little tougher if you want to keep rolling with them against Jacksonville and the Rams later on. But um, for this week in particular, I would lean on Westbrook and Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, I'm not going to completely give up on Evans, by the way. I know he's kind of down on him after a couple poor showings, but I still think he's a must-start at this point of the season. He's playing the Falcons, had a pretty good game against them just a few weeks back. But I'm with you. I like Westbrook and Goodwin after Evans as well. So that that's the way I would lean in this one. Another question, we have one from Joe. I need to pick two out of these players, Josh Gordon, Mike Evans, Jordy Nelson, Brandon Cooks, or Kareem Hunt, leaning towards Evans and Cooks. What do you think, Curtis? Uh, Cooks makes me a little nervous. Uh, he's under five fantasy points each of his past two games. Uh, Steelers do have a knack to allow the big play, but um, they also have a knack to pressure the quarterback, and that's what really got Brady and the entire offense struggling last week against Miami is the pressure on Brady on a, on a very timing-based offense, so that throws him off. Uh, for me, I think Jordy Nelson's a must with Aaron Rodgers back. You know, he talked about Randall Cobb and Jamal Williams maybe uh, turning down a little bit, but Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers just have unbelievable chemistry together. The three games that they finished and played together this season, he's averaged six receptions for 69 yards with five total touchdowns. Uh, so I think he's a must. And then kind of go back and forth between Hunt and Gordon. Um, I'd probably choose Kareem Hunt. Uh, got back on track last week, first time over 100 scrimmage yards since week seven. I just think he has a higher ceiling, a little more big team potential than Josh Gordon at this point. Yeah, I think Joe has some options here. I mean, I I really think you can make a strong case for any any two of these guys to start for this week. I don't think he can really go wrong. There's not really a right, a clear right or wrong choice in my view. I actually like his choices of Evans and Cooks. Personally, I just spoke about Evans. I still think he has good potential for this week in what could be a high-scoring game. And, I, and I'm not as down in, on Cooks as you are. I, I like him, his chances in a, against the Steelers in what I think could be just a very high-scoring game. I think that really bodes well for all players on the offensive side of the ball for both Pittsburgh and New England. And I'm not quite as high on Nelson with uh, Rodgers in his first game back. I do think he's a much better player with Rodgers in the mix. But just the, with the way he's been playing this year, I just – I, I'm just not completely sold on him being a surefire thing in this first game back for Rodgers. So I'm not quite as high on him as you, Curtis. All right, now let's get a question from Sam. I have to make a starting quarterback decision this week. We have team quarterbacks in a one-point PPR league. Should I start my Philly quarterback or Minnesota quarterback? So basically it's Foles or Case Keenum. What do you think? Yeah, we talked about Foles. I mean, he's a, at least a decent streaming option, favorable matchup. Giants allow the second most points to opposing quarterbacks. Um, but I think Vikings uh, quarterback Case Keenum is the answer here. He has six straight games with at least 19 fantasy, 19 fantasy points and 14 touchdowns in that span. 
Uh, Bengals defense are reeling with injuries. They just gave up 33 points to the, the Bears. So Keenum's just he's so consistent right now, and I think he's the better option though, for kind of an unknown quantity like Foles. I'm like you, Curtis. I go Keenum here for sure as well. He has multiple touchdowns, three straight games as well, as well as all the other things that you mentioned uh, with the good things that Keenum is doing right now. So I think he's just much more of a sure thing. Vikings are having a lot of success throwing the ball, and I would go that way. I think just Foles is a little bit of an unknown for me at this time of year, and I'm not going to go with him over a more sure option like Keenum, which is surprising for me to say because I never thought I would say Keenum's a sure option. All right, last question, Curtis. It's from Rich, another QB one. He has Philip Rivers and Jameis Winston. I know Rivers has been hot of late, but it's historically since 2014 below average against the Chiefs. Winston, since 2015, has done significantly better against Atlanta. Who do you start? So Rich has done his homework here a little bit. Uh, what do you think about this quarterback question, Curtis? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Winston hasn't done terrible uh, since returning after week 13, missed three games. Uh, in this past two games, he has over 250 yards and two touchdowns in each, but he also has four turnovers, and this isn't the same Atlanta defense that Winston is accustomed to playing. This is a much improved Atlanta defense than in past year. So uh, I think you hit on it earlier with Rivers being a hot play. I agree. I know Rivers does, as you mentioned, struggle against the Chiefs this year with no exception in the first matchup. It was easily his worst game of the season, but uh, the Chargers offense is just clicking right now, and he has over 300 yards and six total touchdowns and zero turnovers in those past three games. So struggling Kansas City secondary, I think Rivers is the is the right play here. I agree with you, Curtis. I definitely would go with Rivers as well. Like you said, he's been very hot of late. He has three straight 300-yard games, multiple scores, four or five games. So I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I really like Rivers to post big numbers in this matchup. And, Curtis, we didn't talk about the waiver wire. I didn't really want to get into that too much because it's first week of playoffs. Probably not a lot of teams are going to delve into it. We had a quest, couple questions about Carson Wentz, and I just wanted to get your view before I let you go. Is there anybody out there on the waiver wire at the QB position you think would be a good fill-in for Wentz if somebody's looking for a quarterback for this week? Yeah, uh, it's a little tough. Um, probably not a lot of options out there at this point, but at least you know, kind of with the matchups, streamable options, I think. Uh, you know, we talked about Nick Foles. I think you'd be respectable at least. And then uh, Jacoby Brissett and Jay Cutler, they're both owned under 50% of leagues. Those are both intriguing uh, matchups in my eyes as well. So not someone that you want to typically lean on, but if you're in a bind, I think Cutler, Brissett, or Foles can all be at least serviceable. Yeah, I agree with you about Foles and Cutler as well. I had those guys as some options for people in one of my columns as well. I also like Jimmy Garoppolo. I know I've talked Highly of him in recent weeks, and I think he'll do well again this week. So that's the way I would go. I think any three of those guys, Cutler, Foles, or Garoppolo, would be decent choices for this week and should post respectable numbers. Like you said, you can't expect them to be Carson Wentz, but hopefully they can help you get through this first week of the playoffs. Curtis, great stuff today. We covered a lot. I really appreciate you being on against once again, and good luck in the first week of the fantasy playoffs. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Good stuff, Curtis. Thanks. And that was my interview with Curtis Guzman of Real Time Fantasy Sports. I want to thank Curtis for being a great guest on the podcast once again. And I want to wish everyone great luck in the first week of the fantasy playoffs. This is a huge week of games, and I hope everyone has a great first week of playoff action. This has been Jeff Power for Real Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day, everyone.